Hello and welcome to Potluck, a weed sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I am your host and weed sommelier. I review weed products, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with cannabis. I've been a consumer for 10 years and I am located in southern Maine where it is legal medically and recreationally. Gang, today we have a real momentous occasion even though our guest, I don't know if our guest agrees, but uh, welcome to the show Casey Green, a cartoonist who I followed in college online. Um, he's responsible for the comic back. Uh, the there's one with a grave digger. I'm sorry I didn't write the name down before. It's graveyard also, quest. It's all good. Graveyard quest. Thank you very much. And also, I I want to say you're probably the most well known for this in the circles I run in. But also the dog um, that's on fire and everything is okay. Um, yeah, the this is fine meme. Yeah, this is fine. Yes, man. I almost did my senior thesis on memes, and now I feel like a fool for you know half citing you know memes that you you know created at you but uh, <laughs> welcome to the show casey thank you for having me yeah how long have you been a weed consumer and do you have any weedy credentials you'd like to share Let's see I, I i i i not it was about college i tried uh, uh some weed before but i wasn't always uh a, a weed guy uh it's the kind of thing where people go like how high do you have to be to come up with your ideas you know that that kind of like thing i would get all the time for uh for just being creative on my own that kind of made me go i i don't want to try weed i i'm i'm smart enough without it you know not realizing that that is just a dumb you know a dumb misgiving that's not the weed's fault it's the person's fault for asking the question so i sort of like uh, said no for a long time but then i was like uh fuck it i'll try can i curse i'm sorry oh absolutely we are uh, absolutely in these explicit tags on itunes uh <laughs> you can say you can ned flanderize your swears you could go you know like old testament timey swears um it's up to all you right. just double check and i it just it just popped out for i was like oh no that's um, all right so like yeah like uh I, w I would get I would say like 15 20 years now um uh, you know uh, I live in Massachusetts right now where it is uh, completely legal and recreational medically but I grew up in Oklahoma where it was just like you know you get it where you can take it uh I remember watching some friends do a gravity bong once uh, while they were in college and I was a senior in high school and I was just sort of like I I, I politely said no but was very interested in, uh, in how a gravity bong worked especially with the two little plastic kids buckets they were using to make it. <laughs> you know, I myself experienced grab bong awe and I, I was so enamored at the concept of just mm -hmm. blasting weed down my lungs via gravity that I, um, I'm a graphic designer. And so I was thinking like, what if I made presidential style pins that said grab bong, you know, the Atlantic ocean 2019 or something like that. <laughs> Um, and see if I could get like a group of people to do it with me. The only problem is I don't want to get arrested in the town where I live for doing drugs on a beach. I would rather do, you know, do drugs in my house and then walk over to the beach. You know, like I could just grab. You can't do drugs pool. on the beach. Um, unfortunately, this is in New York, man. You can't you can't smoke anywhere. There's you know you can smoke a cigarette and you shouldn't be smoking at the beach anyway. But uh, yeah, you know I'd rather do an edible at the beach and then just kind of realize it's kicking in as I become one with the ocean. But um, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your candor. I would appreciate that. Uh, would you like to know about this week's weed product? Yes, please. Uh, fantastic. 
man, I wish I could, I wish I could turn what you just said into like a, like a text tone of some sort, like Amanda, please. Oh, that's a throwback. But um, yeah, so this week I'm talking about a cup. There is no weed involved in this unless, um, I mean, you count that this is the cup I go to when I have dry mouth and I'm like, I need an insane amount of water in my body stat. Um, so this is the cup I reach for. There will be a picture on the Instagram slideshow. Thank you so much, Mermaid Medibles for mermaid confections might be that's a different company mermaid confections for giving me this cup along with a sick little backpack um that fits my dvd player and dvds perfectly that'll be another episode um i ran out of weed so if uh listeners would like to send me weed of some sort or you know give me a cool handshake um in a public spot that would be great um but yeah we're talking about a cup this week casey you can put weed in the cup to hold for later yeah, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's water in the cup. That's not, you know, that's like... You can pour the water out and then put the weed inside it. You or you can make weed water. Can you soda stream weed? No, unfortunately. And then make no... your own weed soda? That would be really cool. I do have weed sodas in my fridge. When I say I ran out of weed, I ran out of weed that I'm, like, interested and actively excited to consume, but... Do you, you mostly know... do flour? Or do you kind of do whatever? Anything? <sighs> you know... There was a time in my life where I was just smoking straight boof, and I'd like to think I've come a little bit since then, and I now have discerning tastes. However, I'm still I'm still down to smoke. If I'm in a if I walk into a weed circle and someone hands it to me, I'm gonna take a honk on that bobo. Like you got it, yeah, exactly. But a weed soda stream that is a novel idea. <laughs> um, unfortunately, no, you have to decarboxylate it, which means heating it up. I don't think soda stream has that much heat in it. I mean, that would be kind of bananas to have a a hot soda stream. Yeah. Like a, like a it feels like, like you a have to do spring. some. It feels like you have to like put it in the microwave first and then soda stream it. There's <laughs> probably some like you know dirtbag way of doing that such a thing. Your own my own weed soda. Yeah, um, you know, and it's got like a tape label, and you buy it out of the back of a truck next to some peaches. That's the that's the real OG. Um, but no, there's actually a way to do it in the oven, like decarboxylating weed. Are you familiar with firecrackers by any chance? No. Okay, well, they're peanut butter. You take you take a cracker, you put peanut butter on it, you put mm. weed on it, and then you mm. bake it, and then you eat it. Mm. And then, mm. yeah, this is a very high school, college kind of method when you're broke, don't have a pipe, don't have aluminum to smoke out of, but uh, yeah. Just just straight flour, just on top of it? Yes, but the, you have to decarboxylate it, which makes it bioavailable for your body. So, yep, you gotta, you gotta bake it before you get baked. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. all right, on the topic of getting baked... Uh, we're talking about the munchy moment for the week now. Uh, what do you like to snack on when you have the munchies, Casey? Truly, I don't always snack. But last night, I was coming home. I was high. I said, I want fucking ice cream. Yeah. Um. So it's rare that I do, but when I when I when I feel it, I I go I go for just a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Um. Usually something with peanut butter in it. I think I had half baked peanut butter or whatever. Uh, I forget the whole thing, but it was like a lot of chocolate, a lot of cookie dough, peanut butter stuff. It was delicious. You know, I like to take a salad style approach to my ice cream where, you know, the cream, that's good. The lettuce, that's great and all, but I want chunks. I want, I want textures. I want the I ice chunks. Cream. Yes. Yeah. I, the ice cream equivalent of tomatoes and croutons and like a sauce. There, there, were, there were chunks in this. There were chunks of, I, I, I want to say it's like a rocky road or something. Uh, I believe it was the flavor half baked. I forget what's all in there. I was just like, that looks good. Take. Yeah. Yoink. yoink I and buy. Yes. There's a, there's an ice cream place. Like, Oh my gosh. It's like a mile and a half down the road. It's like the perfect summertime. Get on your bike, go places. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you can't, you can't ride your bike and eat ice cream at the same time, or at least I cannot. 
Um, yeah, so I, moving on from Scoop Deck, hashtag Scoop Deck Wills me and anyone that lives here and wants to check them out before they close for the summer. Um, yeah, my recommended munch this week is honestly probably just graham crackers. I have a really hard time eating unless I'm stoned. So I've been, oh man, I've been broke before, but this time I'm extra broke. Um, and so I've been digging through what I have in my cabinet for like survival rations. And what I've come across is that something that's pretty palatable for me to eat that fills my stomach is graham crackers and some peanut butter. Uh, this is not, you know, a new invention by any means. I thought about making myself a graham, like a s'mores, but the only chocolate I have in my house is mushroom chocolate. And it's very potent. And so <laughs> I think I'll save that for later as a little yeah. treat for Lizzie. However, um, I was like, maybe I could just, you know, put peanut butter on instead of chocolate. And then I didn't put a marshmallow on. I'm like, this is incredible. This is just like, I don't know. It made me want to take Teddy Grahams and turn it into cereal. Cause I'm like, this, this really needs some milk, but how can I, how can I get that in there? Peanut um, butter, Teddy Graham cereal, yeah. chocolate milk. Oh, Casey, Fuck. those are dangerous words. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I haven't had Teddy Grahams in such a long time um i'm just i don't know were you the kind that ate the head off first to relieve their suffering or are you kind of the opposite way did you did you start feet first or all at once no i would do head first because it was just so easy to just snap it off i would just be like there it goes um or like like i would like the one time i would look at it and go ah the head and then just snap it off more often than not i just shove it in my mouth <laughs> just like don't care hungry <laughs> shove it in your crop yep. yeah yeah well, now, I, man, I got to figure out where I can get Teddy Grahams because I have a feeling they'd make really good cereal. If cereal does not already exist in that form, but a lot of things could be cereal. Like you could put, you know, Cheez-Its in a bowl with milk. I mean, there's already cheese in there. There's kind of a dairy factor. That seems, you know, not kosher, but I mean, there's there's milk mm. involved. There's cheese involved. I know I those are the same things, but I, I wouldn't trust that combo at all. You know, I don't think I would either, but, you know uh well, what is it invention is the mother of necessity or necessity is the mother yeah. of invention so i've been you... wrong before yeah. um you know the old uh the standby of uh, the old joke of like uh, uh ice cream and, and pickles or whatever of like it's like like a, a lady uh whoever is in there like a pregnancy and just wants weird combinations of stuff ice cream and pickles is kind of one of the standbys of like yuck but actually bread and butter pickles and rocky road ice cream together delicious all right what kind of pickle combination are you going for here is it a pickle spear are you taking a scoop is they're this chips. a pickle chip ah, they're, okay. they're pickle chips and specifically uh butter pickles bread like sandwich like bread and butter sandwich pickles is kind of what they're called because they're sweeter they're just a little bit sweeter uh than like regular ass pickles you know they're just more sour so that mixed with uh, a regular ice cream we had rocky road but i'm sure vanilla some like I don't, I don't know about chocolate but like vanilla or rocky road was like the perfect like mix of of like the weird sweetness of a pickle and crunchiness and the fucking cream <laughs> yes we're uh, all after that fucking cream man it is delicious <laughs> you know it's funny uh, scoop deck the ice cream place i was just talking about if you're pregnant mm. they'll give you a free pickle with your ice cream um, they know it they like they figured it out like w like it was we kind of make fun of it but if you ever try it it's fucking good 
Yeah, I think it just, you know, there, I mean, like, there's fire, earth, air, and water, but, like, the food elements, so, you know, salty, sweet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. savory, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna list them off right now, but, you know, with all of the elements combined, you get, like, the snack avatar. Yeah, uh, the salted caramel ice cream once in a while is delicious. Oh, fuck me, man, that does sound really good. I... The last time I really got into a munchy moment where I was just like, I need something I've never had before. I made a, oh my gosh, it was strawberry preserves, crunchy Mm. peanut butter. Mm. I don't know if it was rye bread. It was some kind of very savory bread and then brie that I just kind of spread on there like a... Like a jam and brie sandwich, but I put peanut butter on there because I forgot what I was doing. It was very good. That sounds wild. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I could make that my recommended bunch, except for the thought of eating that now, not stoned, just kind of like, ugh, I'll have to take a nap afterward. Jam I got brie. shit I got to yeah, do today. Yeah, that's, that's a dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's not a snack. That's dinner. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um. All right. Do you know what time it is, Casey? No. What time is it? Uh, are you ready to do some weed? <laughs> I guess so, if I have to. All right, let's do it. My name is Liz Lane, and I suffer from a chronic illness. I spend most of my time focusing on taking care of myself in pain management. However, there are certain things I just can't do for myself that make a huge difference when it comes to my quality of life. I've been working with my massage therapist, Kayla, at Ascension Massage since she was a student. Kayla and I have developed a trust that allows me to relax and her to accomplish bodywork that leaves me feeling like my pain no longer consumes me constantly. Massage therapy has given me part of my life back that I thought was gone for good. Kayla and her mother, Carrie, are accepting clients seven days a week in Kennebunk. Reach out to them at ascensionmassagemain.com and they'll be in touch. ask a lot of questions, and let me front you another. Are you on the level? Level mushrooms are a vegan and gluten-free way to lift your spirits by using psilocybin to combat mental, physical, and spiritual weariness. Using strains like Stormtrooper, cultivated by professionals in southern Maine. I am ride or die for this company. I love level for chronic pain relief and emotional enlightenment. They have gummies, chocolate bars, and capsules to personalize your experience and level up at your leisure. From micro to moderate to magnum, raspberry to mint to coffee, Level can get you there. How will you level up? Use code POTLUCKY, all one word capitalized, for 10% off your first order. Check out level.md on Instagram or levelmushrooms.com for more information. Imagine the possibilities. are back. Casey has a weed word that he would like to share with us. If you or a friend have a word that you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you if you do this, it will be on the show pending absolute foulness. All right, take it away, Casey. Uh, the word I come back to all the time comes from a, a, a great, a, the, the late great young King Dave, um, a, a vine star who loved to smoke doinks and Amish. Uh, and the word is doink, which is just how he says joint. And it's just like a big fat joint he usually has as he's smoking outside. I'm guessing an Amish township in Illinois. 
Um, and he has that great. I don't, do you know Young King Dave? Do you remember who I'm talking about? You'll have to cite some of the old lore as it was written. I'm. I was he a He's vine? A, he it was on Vine and uh, in YouTube too. But he was like a bigger guy who just was just smoking uh, what he called fat joinks doinks, and like he was out in front of like a cornfield <laughs> somewhere, just going smoking doinks and Amish. And then just like sort of look like looks around like just killing this. Uh, he had another one where he goes, "Oh, I had to like look up like the lyrics of what he says because he just he has like a, just a, a just a word salad of different things that mean everything to him and nothing to me <laughs> and nothing to us." Young King Dave, doinks. It's fucking nice out. He says stuff like that. Uh, I do have to say he had passed away in the past couple of years, which is very unfortunate. He was he was kind of a young guy, but he was very just like I'll remember doinks for the rest of my life. Got uh, pour a doink out or light a joint uh, a doink up for uh, yeah, young King Dave. I'll always remember Young King Dave. Um, I can't I can't find the thing, and I don't want to waste any more time. But he says the words like stinky boinky skunk skunks, uh, doinks and fuck twelve, which yeah, you know, <laughs> fuck twelve, sure. Fuck twelve for twelve. That yeah. one. Oh, okay. I uh, I became familiar with that phrase through, my gosh, it's a song called Rascal that takes the melody from, like, God bless the broken road that led me straight to you, except for he's rapping through it mm. um, about fucking the police and whatnot. It's, it's excellent. <laughs> I cannot remember the name of the artist. Um, Rascal. Rascal is a great song. If you if you come upon come upon uh, Rascal Flats, you've gone too far. You got to go a different direction on YouTube. Um, but all right, you want to use that in a sentence for me? The Rascals? No, no, no. Sorry, uh, Doink. Oh, Doink. Yes. I'm, I'm smoking big Doinks and Amish. And is it's that just something him. you would say? Yeah, he's smoking big Doinks and Amish. Like that. That's like the whole, that's like his classic like catchphrase where he's like in front of the 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 cornfield saying i'm i'm smoking big doinks and amish it's fucking nice out <laughs> you Incredible. Know? yeah All right, um well. i mean yeah i just whenever i'm when i'm getting a joint or something like a classic joint i just say I'm, I'm gonna get a doink i'll be right back you know it just comes out of me without even thinking i think memes are very powerful in that aspect that you can Absolutely. communicate so much like if i Oh my gosh, I have a I have a t-shirt that I got from Target that has a bunch of cactuses on it. And I was in an airport and I looked at someone who was wearing the same shirt and I said, Oh, same hat. Um, like that <laughs> that meme two guys like, oh, same hat, same yep. hat, and they're on yep. the, the train and she laughed. Um, we weren't wearing hats, either of us, but you know, that kind of communication is something I really value. That memes really kind of oh my gosh, distills something into a package. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember um this is way tangent. Are you familiar with Star Trek Next Generation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the one where uh, Picard and another guy who only spoke in, like, vaguity, vague uh, ways that, like, was his language? In a similar way, we say same hat when we mean that's the same shirt I have or doinks to mean that. He likes, like... They're like they're stuck on a planet trying to talk to one another, but he only talks like uh, when the weather when when the bridge fell at at something, like that's how the character talked is in like, I don't know how to, man, I, sorry. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I I understand what you're getting. I'm not familiar with that episode, but I think right. you know, it it feels kind of the same. He speaks in only a general 
uh, phrases that sort of mean something overall, like like we need to come together to work together. And they say like a weird phrase that's a historical fact. I feel like it's the same when you just say same hat because someone mm -hmm. has the same shirt. It's very like, yeah, language is very interesting and in how it's, you know, w what it's turning into because of memes and, uh, and, and, and the Internet in general for, for better and for worse. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I used to be pretty pompous. This was in high school, and I thought I knew everything um, mm -hmm. about language, even though I was still misspelling stuff left and right. Language is very mutable and changeable, mm -hmm. um, you know, and like African-American vernacular English, <laughs> English, pardon me, has mm -hmm. contributed a lot to like slang culture and, you know, hip hop yeah. and cool stuff in general. And so I'd be remiss not to acknowledge it. But that's one of the reasons why I have, you know, the weed word of the week on the show. I love hearing slang words, man. I got a degree in writing and I'm like... You know, I'm still $47,000 in debt. I may as well try to use my degree to get out of that a little <laughs> bit. Well, here's hoping. So, uh, yeah. yeah, give it up to Doink. Give it up to Doink. Thank you very much, Casey, for that weed word. Um, we're going to scoot along, scootaloo, onto Puff Pass Peer Review. How are you feeling, Casey? I'm good. I'm good. I'm How also, are you? I'm, I'm doing great. I had to turn the fan off in my room and shut the window, and there's a litter box in here, and I can definitely notice it oh, now. No. However... <laughs> You know, I'm having I'm having a great time. I'm going to go buy a pellet stove for my house later. I got a lot planned. It's a Friday. Got my mm. hat on backwards and I'm ready to party. Time to fucking party. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about this week's weed product. It is not made out of weed. However, it is very handy for the, you know, the uh, associating consumption of cannabis. It is a cup. It holds a little less than two cups of water, which is fantastic because I get dry mouth out the wazoo. Um yeah but this is this is it's like there's something i don't know uh like there's there's something about mundane objects that i can be really drawn to sometimes and like this is you know it's simple it's comforting to hold it holds a lot of water this object is like the cup i reach for now when i i'm about to do a big doink and i know i'm gonna need some big water um, I feel it's just, that, yeah it, it's very satisfying to drink from for some reason i think it's just like a standard kind of I should have looked up the shape. It's not anything fancy like a tulip or like a beer stein. It's just, it's a cup. Like a tumbler? Um, yes. I think a tumbler is what I was going to call it. But um, yeah. there, I got this at a weed convention a couple months back, along with a bunch of other Mermaid Confections merch, which will make its way on the show at some point, I'm sure. They gave me a bucket hat. They gave me a tiny backpack. They gave me a long sleeve shirt. Um, yeah. So I got to gotta thank my weed patrons. Um, thank you, Moose and Lisa. Um, yeah. So this cup has... I, I want to say depictions of Moose and Lisa as their mythical alter egos as a pirate and a mermaid. Um, this mermaid, they've recently redone their logo, so this has curly hair, and I am someone with curly hair and, and very unruly hair, and I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, and there's also this dude's holding a scimitar, he's got a peg leg, he's got a pipe, he's got, you know, an eye patch. This thing screams pirate. I don't think this dude could be any more piratey unless he had, like, a parrot of some sort on his shoulder. Or scurvy. I don't know how you would necessarily portray this pirate having scurvy. Um, but yeah, I they're holding hands. That's the kind of that's the kind of support I want to get into. The you know, the cross species love between someone who is half fish and someone who is missing, you know, half their body, arms and legs and eyes and what have you. Um, yeah, this cup's about seven inches tall, three inches across at the widest part, probably closer to one and a half inches at the bottom. These don't have to mean anything to you. I just want to make sure I have something to talk about this cup. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how they etched it into here. There's definitely like a difference in texture when I run my thumb across it. Um, 
all in all, this is a very good cup. I think, you know, when this cup is clean, this is the one I reach for. Um, I often find myself doing huge lung busts and afterward my mouth tastes like not only ass, but someone else's ass who's been smoking for 30 years. So I need to get need to get water in my gullet stat. Yeah, I, I hate getting smoker's ass. Yeah. You know, people have been blowing smoke up my ass for so long. It's starting to come out the other way. <laughs> That's why we all got to get bidets. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I I did a hundred milligram edible and then I went to Portland Pride. <laughs> um, and so my goal, I had a bunch of Swedish fish, little, you know, Halloween trick or treating packets mm-hmm. of candy. And, so, you know, the the spicy kids, the Sour Patch kids. Um, okay. My goal was to, you know, feed the gays, like drive through and throw candy out <laughs> as if I were, you know, a miser in my own parade, however it was raining that day. And so I just ended up eating a bunch of them. Um, mm. And then we we found ourselves in the Pride Center in Portland. And I was like, oh, where's the bathroom? And they're like, OK, well, this one is full. You should go to this one. And I was like, oh, there's a bidet. I wonder uh, I wonder how this works. And my next words were because uh, it fucking hit like hit the head right on the nail that thing is like it's got heat like asshole sensing sensors man <laughs> like it got i like my sister was in there because she was way too high and shouldn't mm. have been in public um and like we were we were trying to figure out this bathroom and she was fucking losing her shit um she should have been on the toilet not me <clears throat> how bad she was laughing but uh thank you kate for that experience it was it was uh Oh my gosh, I felt like, you know, when you're on the hero's journey and you get the call to adventure, that bidet was my call to adventure to get a bidet. It was it was bananas. Look, I got one from Tushy. Yeah. It's only like a hundred bucks, but it'll, it'll be your friend for life. I... You do have to kind of do it yourself to like uh, put it in there, but it's it's truly not that bad to like hook it up to your own toilet, especially if you rent, you know? Yeah, well, I do rent from my mom. I think my mom... <laughs> Oh, I would be setting her up for failure if I didn't warn her about installing a bidet. And she's like, what's this feature? And I can just My, imagine. Yeah. Just give her a heads up. <laughs> or, an, or an ass up, something like that. Some kind of some kind of warning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know, that's what I have for this week. Casey, what have you been smoking on or puffing on? Uh so I used to think I like I have back problems uh at being a cartoonist. Um, so I would I would feel like well, everyone said indica in the couch, so you'd think that would be nice and helpful for like issues. But indica kind of uh, uh, fucks with my like anxiety in a weird way. I didn't, I never thought it would. Whereas a sativa will like let me like lean into it and you know, like use that energy, but <laughs> that that weird like nervous energy that I get. Um, so yeah. I do, I do kind of go more for CBD, uh, uh, these days, and that's uh you know i just look for the, the lowest percentage cbd which is very rare so there's only like one that i can ever find uh i forget what it's called but like like i also used to like mess with the uh cbd drops and stuff like that just for relaxing i don't know I, i'm kind of keep i kind of keep trying different stuff right now i am smoking a well not right now right now but uh i, I did get a a pineapple was a, a small sativa doink the other night that's doing pretty good pineapple is that the strain is this the construction what do what is pineapple i believe it's described? the strain uh it's just called pineapple I, I i don't normally look at like the the names and stuff like that I, i'm just like give me like the lowest dosage of sativa you got don't give me 100 
DHC. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I've experimented with CBD a little bit. I did notice that, I, but that's something I've had to use for like a couple days or weeks on end to feel something. Whereas THC, mm. I noticed it pretty pretty immediately, or at sure, least sure. I noticed it. You know, fifteen minutes later when I'm on my third sandwich and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Am well, even... CBD is 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 like the the helpful like the relaxing part without too much of the high. I think the one I think the vape I have right now does give like a small high, but it's enough to where it's mostly just like I just need the the relaxing part. So like like even when uh, it's not le- it wasn't legalized in certain other states, uh, you would still see like CBD drops or something at like gas stations or liquor stores in like the middle of the country or something because that was legal enough. It's 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 the benefits without the high. You know what? Uh, I'm when I go into a gas station in the south, they don't have this up here, unfortunately. Like they do mm. have CBD products, but they don't have my tiger sex pills, which are just these like <laughs> the horny goat weed. Exactly, yeah. But they're like this has like a tiger on it, like the kind of yeah, like I've a seen tiger. Those. Yeah, like that on Ricky Bobby's race car. I want to say it's the same cover art, but it's what, got this what? like huge go, horse go. pill. Yeah. What what do they what do they do? Are they just aphrodisiac pills? They just get you weird and horny. I, I believe so. I've, I I pick up uh, rubbish as a habit. And so I, I walk around picking up litter and I'm like, where are all these fucking tigers getting these horny sex pills? These tigers are littering. Um, and so I was just, I became familiar with them. And then I spotted one in the wild in a gas station. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. My, my fucking tiger sex pills. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't buy any because I they were like $15 a pill. And for that, I could get like a pretty decent edible. Um, it, yeah, it seems like they're just like really cheap uppers or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say they they up something. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are gonna take a brief smoke break before uh, Zoom kicks us out, so we will be right back. Bye. We are back after our brief sojourn to the the break department. Uh, moving on to blowing smoke, the interview portion. Casey, what was your first experience with weed? Uh, it was at a Ween concert. You know Ween? Is that too old for you? Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> with uh, That's such a throwback. That's like saying King. I don't know how young you are. I don't know how old I am. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I haven't listened to Ween specifically. I am familiar with the name. Um, so yeah, go on. A Ween concert? A Ween concert. I really got into them in uh, uh, college. And I wasn't even high in college. I was just by myself like... Hooray, <laughs> Ween! Um, but some friends also liked them, uh, and they played in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm originally from Oklahoma, so I, we went to go to Tulsa to see Ween, and someone handed me a joint that as we were listening to them, and I was like, "Oh, the, my first time!" And I, I was holding the joint too close to my fingertips. Uh, and I wasn't like I wasn't getting the other end of the joint, but I didn't realize that because I, I was too nervous. And so I I just sucked on my like fingertips, not really getting any of the air because I was blocking it, not realizing that. And then I handed it off and said, that was my first time. Uh, I don't be- I don't believe I got that high. <laughs> You know what? That isn't uncommon. Most smokers that come on the show, like a surprising number, start in their early teens, like 13 or 14. But most people say they don't get stoned the first time. Do you think this was due to inexperience or excitement or, you know, your Both. fingers getting in the way? OK, I was. Yeah, I like I was absolutely like I wasn't trying to like 
make them think like I'll just make them think I'm smoking it. You know, I wanted to try, but I just was too nervous <laughs> in the moment. Uh, later on, a friend came over and said, hey, I have some weed. You want to try some? I said, OK. And we just literally sat on my couch, ordered pizza, just Beavis and Butt-headed it up. <laughs> was this after the Ween concert? This was after the Ween concert. Oh, so this was the after party that you, man, that sounds, you know, you you, you try your first weed at a ween concert, <laughs> and then you take it home with you, and it just uh, it spirals from there. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. It just whatever I could find it in uh, Oklahoma, which was, you know, uh, it's only medically available in Oklahoma, but like everyone's got a medical license and weed stores are everywhere. But even then, you know, kids found a way. Life. They found it. They, they found a way to, to smoke weed, even when it was illegal. Yeah, you know, uh, ingenuity, stoner ingenuity is something I really appreciate, save for when it comes at the cost of, you know, your health. Like, a lot of people are familiar with, like, the soda bottle or, like, uh, like soda can kind of trick where you can turn that into a pipe and smoke it. Oh, but that's yeah, how you get yeah. Alzheimer's, gang. I mean, not the way, but it is a <laughs> way. Um, is it more healthier to make a bong out of an apple? Yes, a hundred times so because you're eating an <laughs> apple then. I mean, you're you're kind of a fuck ass if you if you use it to smoke at it and then don't enjoy your smoky little treat afterward. Um or yeah. turn it into a pie of some sort, what whatever's good for you. But yes, I would immediately even like a pear, a strawberry, a banana, anything else would be better than smoking out of a can. You couldn't do a banana bong. Sorry. You absolutely could do a banana pipe. Mm, I Oh, okay, maybe a banana pipe. How would you just, make a... like? Okay, so you have a bong, and then you put a banana in the in the. <laughs> you know, you know those bongs that have like you can put like ice in them to cool down, like the the yes, the, the ice catcher. You, take it. you do that, but just with like a just a regular mushy banana, and then you just smoke through that. Mm, it's basically like getting seltzer, <laughs> weed seltzer. Uh, I would rather make banana bread. I would rather put like you can you can make weed banana. You can make banana bread with it. You just gotta like smack it out of the bong when you're done <laughs> uh, you know i already have to smack a bunch of goop out of my bong as it is when i want to like uh, oh my gosh it's like when you have a friend over and you're like picking them up in your car and you're like oh hold on a second and you're throwing like piles of spaghetti into the back seat and like a bunch of old shoes that's me with my bong i have to like scrape all the gunk out and like like slosh the water out onto my front porch um yeah so i i would <laughs> Do not put a banana in your bong unless you have a good way to get it out or it's very unripe. Uh, that's my official recommendation as a weed sommelier. Um, oh, yeah, a frozen pipe? banana. A, a frozen banana. That sounds delightful. Yeah, it'll it? cold it. It'll it'll cool it down. It'll <laughs> cool the head down and you get that nice banana taste. What would you call that kind of invention? Banana bong. Banana bong. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take it. I was hoping like <laughs> banana split or something like that, nah. but... uh. Banana you know, bong. Banana bong. You know, I could I could I could vote for a character called Banana Bong. Um <laughs> like a Hanna Barbera character, but it's like a Hanna Bong Barra character and it's all Yo, weed. That's what Grape Ape was. That was yeah. great great ape, excuse me. Or no, he was Grape Ape. Maybe he was a great grape ape. Or a... He was a great ape, but I think his name was Grape Ape. And uh who cares? Yeah, <laughs> Cartoons well, suck what, ass. <laughs> well, I disagree. I'm actually... Um, so we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I'm a huge fan of cartoons. I would say probably the most influential comics I grew up reading, um, like physical, would be like Calvin and Hobbes, Get Fuzzy. Mm. Um, you know, where characters are really anthropomorphized and like really 
took what comics could do and ran with it like you could have a, the tiger that talks that's like you know sometimes a stuffed animal that's pretty cool I've always um, but, heard Get Fuzzy was interesting. It was good, I, but I never, I never, it was a little after I started, I stopped paying attention. I was like more online at that point, you know, like I heard mm-hmm. of Calvin and Hobbes and I'm, I'm, I know everyone likes it. I was more of a far side kid. Yeah. Gary Larson was also, I was going to say pretty influential. We were a family that had bathroom books. We had Uncle John's bathroom yep. reader. We had mm-hmm. a slew of comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Foxtrot was another one i'm trying to think of other but yeah gary larson i think probably would have been the other one i've named but um so growing up those were pretty influential to me and my style of humor and whatnot uh, we were all a little bit like calvin when we were younger um but growing up you know moving into an online space um awkward zombie i, I don't know if you're familiar with us uh, oh yeah 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 katie does you know stuff about um like games and what have you and i really appreciate that but like dr mcninja uh branson mm. reese and, and back the the comic you know that that you started was that your first you know long form um comic story or were there other things before it well i i guess i did some that was my there was one it was one it wasn't the first long form thing i've done but it was one it was one of the first that i, I did with a, a another friend uh i only wrote back uh, uh anthony clark from nedroid and uh, the colorist of dr mcninja uh, for a time uh he 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 drew it drew he drew and colored it so it was very it was the longest thing i'd done with another uh a cartoonist a friend um that that we that we were able to finish like uh, what 2 years ago I think. Wow, I didn't realize it had been going on that long. I started reading it in college, probably, I want to say my gun show got me through my freshman year, and that's another mm-hmm. comic that um, that one, that one's been over for a long while, right? You're yeah, still... almost almost 10 years. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I want to say Anime Club was really influential, and mm-hmm. is, um, is uh, gun show where, you know, your very famous dog character, everything is fine, is that where, you know, yeah. he came from? Yeah, Gun Show was just kind of like a a, a a way to just kind of have anything drip out of my head. Like like those old comics, uh, Eight Ball or or Hate, which were just like they were just one man anthology things. Like Eight Ball was from Daniel Klaus, Hate was Peter Bag. Uh, uh, it was just it was just like whatever comics they want that were in there. And so that's what Gun Show essentially was. A lot of gag comics, but a lot of long form stuff like Anime Club, Graveyard Quest um and yeah and yeah well the, the, this is fine dog the, that that comic uh came from came from just like all that stuff in like 2012 2013 i think i'm not gonna belabor this this is fine dog i believe you got an npr interview out of it because of the pandemic is that true yeah or, yeah well yeah. I- we, we talked i talked to uh someone who from an uh, npr affiliate and it did run on npr yeah that's pretty tight however I was I was going through trying to figure out which of your favorite which of your drawings was my favorite especially in like a meme reaction sense there's the guy that Mm. goes I guess um that one's getting that one's getting up there I I wicked appreciate it because it's just such a like a it conveys so much in two images that's harder to like you you wouldn't be able to handle that through text unless you were very succinct and so that kind of energy I really appreciate however Mm. I I don't I haven't confirmed this with you but are you also the creator of dick butt yeah what that's incredible that's like oh my gosh that is like the meme i became the most uh pranked by early on when i was on imgur um and so like things would just be oh yeah it was very big yeah Yeah, it was very big on imgur 
how did dick butt come about uh, that was a joke in an older comic I did at the time. Uh, uh, co- uh, like when I was in college, I did a, a kind of a comic about uh, myself and my life, similar to like Awkward Zombie or, mm-hmm. or or something like that, where it's just like it was me and uh, it was a little bit. Of, anyway, it was called Horribleville. It was a little uh, bit of uh, uh, like I would it would it'd be me, a version of my writer's block that is just a writer's block and a guy I called my editor would like bug me about like doing a comic and just whatever uh it came from a, a joke where i was talking to the uh, the lorax saying that i'm wasting paper and trees and he goes and i say i will never waste paper or trees ever again and then the next thing i do is i draw a dick butt and that is a waste of paper in my <laughs> as the joke and then from there i did like some other dick butt comics which was like it was literally just one guy telling dick butt something and him getting a little little chub Mm-hmm. through his dick and his butt yeah, uh, yeah but it really was like the 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 people from like 4chan back in the day or like immigr also immigr loves that shit where they just put it into gifs they put it into like other images as like a gotcha you know like a like you're playing the game and you lost the game you know you saw dick butt you motherfucker know. i've been yeah. winning the game since i got out of high school but i just anymore else, i just lost anymore. the game you just lost it God damn it, Casey Green. All right, this is what I get for having famous people on my show. But... That's what that's what Dick Butt was essentially, and like it's gotten so weird and out of hand that I I legitimately kind of let it go as a copyright as an IP. Like mm-hmm. just let it be. I, like I, about what am I going to make a Dick Butt plush plush with the guy with the dick coming out of his ass? You know, I know people that would buy it. I'm related to some of those people. I um... know, and you know what? That's fine. Someone <laughs> else do it. <laughs> So death of the author is something I ignored a lot in uh, college, but what it boils down to is like, you know, pretend the author is dead at this point and they can't contribute to, you know, explanations for their work. How yeah. do you feel like, you know, death of the, has it, you know, uh, with a, with your dog character with Dick, but have any of your, you know, other creations kind of killed you and fucked off into the real world and started doing other stuff like any other Dick Butt and the dog were kind of the sorry to cut you off. Dick Butt and the dog were kind of the biggest ones, really. Um, um, like Dick Butt got so weird and and big that it was just like I don't know what to do with this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the dog happened, and that was just even like again. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Like at the very least, the dog is more manageable. You know, people know it's me. Whatever, it's not that vulgar to like make a little plush toy out of which we did with the dog you know mm-hmm. i mean we could probably do plush toy stuff with dick butt but it's like i don't know at that point dick butt was already old enough and uh on my shit list on my personal shit list enough that i was like i don't want to deal with this fucking guy anymore what else the is last... on your shit list oh sorry the the dog all, all of my creations <laughs> the last thing someone wanted me to do someone asked me to do dick butt stuff for that the before i decided to let it go was like a guy wanted to make uh keychains of dick butt in a gimp suit uh that you would put on your gun what he like gun keychains of dick butt in a gimp suit he's like but i'd be willing to pay for the usage and i said man i don't want any of this anymore at that point the dog was already getting kind of weird and big in his own ways so i said you know what i'm just gonna put this toy away and let you guys have it for the rest of the of my life and i'm just gonna stick with this one <laughs> yeah 
you know, like when you're in elementary school and you bring a ball and you play wall ball, you know, you mm-hmm. go, but the ball stays, you know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, yeah. To go back to death of the author, because like at some point, I think it's, it's, it's all not, it depends. It's, it's all contextual. Like, like you couldn't say death of the author about something that is so clearly a a, 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 a part of its time, you know, mm-hmm. there's something that like, that is so clearly a product of its time is what I should say. Whereas some things are timeless enough that, yeah, you, you don't even have to think about like who actually made it, you know, like, um, old cartoons uh, uh that 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 are like weirdly problematic with their depiction of like a fucking blackface or something mm, but yes. a lot of them are like uh, uh pretty pretty timeless stuff that you like you can enjoy at any moment but like say uh, the, the thing people say about uh, uh you know wokeness and bullshit like that is when they say like you could make blazing saddles back in the day now and it's like yes you're right you can't you're not supposed to blazing saddles only worked when it was made when it was mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's beautiful in its own way and you, you don't like no one has to fucking watch it anymore unless you want to like you know see what it was like in a weird way you know i would also you know man mel brooks is someone i look up to comedically and like yeah oh my gosh it's like jewish representation and he literally wrote something about oh my gosh uh springtime for hitler i believe he uh, I'm, I'm i'm stepping all over myself he wrote the producers and he appeared in the producers mm-hmm. um and that's you know growing up i was like why are we watching not nazis dance around and um you know growing up and understanding like the not only the you know when something was made or like the, the fact that something was made but the when and the what contributed to it like you know during during the time and so i think you're right that some stuff you know you have to consider during your time um yeah it's 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 not a rule like death of the author is not a rule for enjoying work it's 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 something to consider when enjoying something like like it doesn't always work for each piece of art like back probably works on its own you can you can death the author back not think about me or anthony but it might add something if you know who we are a little bit more though we we put it all on the like the the paper like i i made it what i wanted it to be about i didn't i didn't hide anything left you know else in there uh, I... to only be known because it was a 20 it was a certain product of its time mm-hmm. i i appreciate you know you 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 say you keep yourself out of like you know the comic back you put everything on the paper i also appreciate the references you made to other works unless i'm mistaking douglas adams i feel like you had a reference to it especially when the clown becomes a whale and then falls into the ground i may oh, be sure. projecting here but okay that's that's one yeah, i for are. sure caught on were there any i mean other... it, it, i mean it, the, that that chapter was also literally called the whale which was the original name for moby dick <laughs> even uh-huh. though i hadn't read moby dick at the time i'm reading it now uh it was still it was also just like you know uh uh, uh its own touch uh all i know about moby dick and what i meant to to use it in that fight because it was fun it was whale and it's also about obsession you know mm-hmm. which is what kind of was happening a little bit with the clown in that part who turned into a whale yeah you should I, read back folks <laughs> i was about to say oh my gosh if there is one web comic i would encourage everyone to read that's not dr mcninja it's back because back is oh back is so incredible and accessible and it touches on so many themes like the feeling of helplessness and you know that your world is dying around you mm-hmm. and that you know you can point your fingers at you know the supposed cause of destruction for you know irl like big businesses the one percent that are you know destroying the planet 
um, in an effort to make a profit. But I think I think back is something that I could have done my senior thesis on. And that's, you know, one of the reasons I wanted you on the show was to thank you for writing it. Um, and, you know, the other people for for drawing it and, and coloring it in. Very yeah. cool. No, much props to, to Anthony for, for being my number two in that one. Uh, Anthony Clark, uh, a wonderful man. He's doing, he's, he, he's at Nedroid and you can find a lot of his stuff. Like uh, he's still, he's posting some new comics once in a while. Always give it up for him. Cause I know how fucking hard it is to uh, draw as a, as an artist myself. I get like, I'm very grateful that Anthony was willing to come with me on this journey. As a writer, I often have like the experiences of not wanting to write and really loathing the idea of sitting down at my desk to do things. Do you ever yeah. get that as a, you know, like an artist? Yeah, absolutely. Um, starting is always the hardest part when it comes to writing, drawing, getting out of bed, <laughs> etc. Yes. Um, but I find that it, it, once I do start, once I jump over whatever that that hurdle is of starting it's it's all downhill after that you know it's 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 easy it's like like i'll start like i think to myself i should write a little bit just to like you know uh get started on the day because you know you gotta kind of as a writer one of the things i have to do is like get into a mode of play mm -hmm. um this is something i remember john cleese from monty python saying long long ago uh before he turned into talk about death of the author <laughs> okay uh, uh but he talked about how like you have to have a mode of play that sort of opens yourself up and so you have to play with you know yourself that, that then you can do that by by drawing by writing by you know just maybe posting too um you I heard it here first from at. casey green go play with yourself pause the podcast right now <laughs> and uh go nuts on that thing it's just just starting just starting will like will like get that get get everything flowing so yeah that like starting is always the hardest part for writing drawing anything how did you get started drawing casey uh i drew all the time as a child because i had an overactive imagination and uh no no outlet other than drawing i just what a relatable yeah yeah, yeah i mean it just came kind of naturally it was like it was unformed kind of like talking through like the, the cartoons I used to watch all the time. I, I said earlier cartoons suck ass, but I was being I was being cynical and sarcastic. I love cartoons. Mm -hmm. Um uh and then at some point a friend of mine uh in third grade or whatever, he started drawing alongside me and I sort of just like morphed into his style, like the thing <laughs> from, mm -hmm. from John Carpenter's. Oh, absolutely, thing. yes. And then he stopped drawing along with me just for one reason or another, and I just kept going. He like just learned like working through that. Um, was that the question? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, that was the question. Into, yeah, yeah. Oh, that uh, yeah. That's a good sign that I've asked a I've asked a good question when people are like, "What are the question? What's the question again?" And like, whatever, yeah, what do you answer? It, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So my my follow up for that is, do you feel like you know? Um, so something that I've recently had to talk myself into is that anything I'm doing now is worth doing poorly at least once because I'm building the firm foundation for future success, and I'm mm -hmm. never gonna be you know, a graceful master if I'm not willing to be a bumbling idiot, at least for, you know, a period of time. Did you mm -hmm. ever go through a phase where you felt, you know, unsatisfied with what you were producing? Pretty much every day. My guy, um, you were on a podcast because of a comic you made. I don't know, like, I'm not trying to make you feel good about yourself, but damn. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not fishing for it. I appreciate that. It truly is just like, I am, 
I am always wanting to be better. Sometimes I'm I'm pretty happy with the stuff I do, and but a lot of the times it's like, well, I have to get this done for uh, a a a schedule, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the comic I do now, Gun uh, God's Hands, um, is is with uh, King Features. I have to give them three comics a week, uh, at least two weeks in advance, and I go okay. And that and it just it's easy. It just comes out of me. So I'm just like at some point, just having that schedule means I just have to do a comic. Sometimes I'm not always happy with it. Uh, these days I try to at least uh, let it sit if I'm not happy with it, and then come back at it like a, the next day and be like, I can write something funnier, you know. Um, but I but I draw comics in terms of the the the, the, the gag comics I do let me like kind of mess with it like after the fact and beforehand and whatnot. Uh, but at some point you got to let go and just be like, someone might find this funny. It made me chuckle at one point, but maybe, maybe it won't feel that way when it first happened. I mean, this is fine. was just, a, you know, a comic on Wednesday I had to do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that'll do. I didn't think anything of it until like it started to pop off a year later. Yeah. And so from what I understand, there's also a follow-up to that comic. Um, how did that come about? Uh, it was 2016 when everything was happening in 2016 and um, you know, Trump uh, uh, all the weird news stories, like it felt like stuff was trying to like, was, was, was stretching at like the membrane of like, we're online too much was starting to like burst at the seams a little bit. And so 2016 felt like kind of a wild year for everybody. Um and so I just took that, and for the nib, the uh, unfortunately they they're, they're not doing it anymore, but they were a, uh, a a political online site for comics, political comics and stuff like that, gags, uh, bigger comics and stuff like that. They, they were one of the only folks at the time who were like paying for comic work. Very nice. I said, hey, I have an idea for a new comic where it's not fine because of everything that's been happening and how we're all feeling about the world. And they said, yes, please. And uh, yeah, I did. I did it with them because I didn't have Gun Show at the time. I didn't have any uh, other outlet for for this thing at the time. I was doing back still. He is a good boy and, and something mm-hmm. else. So I said, why not give it to, to the nib and get paid for it a little bit too? Yeah, you've talked a lot about you know online comic creations, but have you thought about getting into animation at all? Sure. I like I said, I love uh, cartoons. Um, I, I tried animating as a kid a little bit, just in Flash, Micromedia, Adobe mm-hmm. Flash, before they got rid of it. Um, but I, I, it, it is just too much for me to to really uh, allow myself to get lost into that. Whereas with a comic, with with a with a joke, with a poem, uh, uh, I can I can get it out of me quick enough that and then and move on to the next one. Like I, I appreciate the work that goes into like animating and animation at large. And I am, I am currently pitching some uh, cartoons idea, cartoons to, to, to folk around, around the Holly weird. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I recognize that that is a, is a tough gig, uh, especially with the strike going on right now. Are you um, a member of SAG or Aftera? No, but I, uh, uh, I, I'm working close enough to, to with people there, and I, and I respect what they're doing, and hope that they fucking like get some money out of it. I think today they're 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 working with uh, they're going to actually talk again to those motherfuckers, 
Zazlav and all those assholes. Nice. I well, hopefully they you... work something out. I I really hope so. As much as I love gay pirate shows, I would love for them to get paid for, you know, the yeah. money they deserved. Yeah, um, and 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 no one on animation is like, uh, what's the word? Uh, like the animation guild hasn't joined in, but a lot of the uh, a lot of the SAG after people are also voice actors. So it's like I, it feels weird. It like it like we're 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 working on a pitch, but at the same time, it's like should we pitch yet or should we wait? <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, hmm. but you know more power to them i hope something good comes out of it today uh, the friday we're recording this yeah um in in early august um yeah so well, animation is a yes and no <laughs> yes i'll always love cartoons though i man there's still like cartoons are so influential like i haven't seen akira all the way through but that motorcycle slide um <laughs> you know that you're, yeah you're familiar with what i'm talking about that motorcycle slide led Oh my gosh, in that movie spawned every other motorcycle slide. You if can't fucking I see, do that with a motorcycle. If I see one more Akira slide, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna death of the author somebody. <laughs> Police listening, it's that just, doesn't count as an admission so, of a crime. It's just so overdone. <laughs> I you know all. what I appreciate those little nods through history. Like I can't think of another good one right now besides the Akira slide, but um, what, the Wilhelm scream. Yes, or like the I mean, there's another scream in there also that's um or like the Auro Monster scream. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, you're fucking taking off these references, Casey. But um, I'm saying like when you when your when your third eye opens to the Wilhelm to the Akira slide to shit like that suddenly all you're seeing it in cartoons is the same akira slide over and over and i'm just like please give me something different <laughs> you do it on a razor scooter for pete's sakes i would love to see someone do that irl on a, a razor scooter um, but on the topic of, of death of the author something that came to mind is um pete seeger's uh oh my gosh what is it he, pete seeger did a lot of good stuff but one that i read the song i really latch on to is um solidarity forever which is like the union striking song i think we need to bring back you know union songs like uh uh me and bobby mcgee i believe was a union song solidarity forever like um uh oh, it's just such a that song is packed with such imagery and mm. such strength for people to unionize i think pete seeger like you don't even need to know who he was but hearing that song really stirs something in me i mean yeah that's that's more up. of a yeah, that's more of a cla uh, 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 a classic, like timeless thing. You know, it's not it's not just a Pete Seeger song; it's all of us song. You know, because it is about unions. I'm trying to think of a, a song that reaches through history more so than that one. But "Happy Birthday" is all I'm coming up with. <laughs> um, and that's you know that's influential, surely, but uh, especially when it comes to copyright laws. And that's not really that song is like three different lines, and that's it over and over again. But I think you know. The, those authors the, died forever ago sorry what were you saying yeah yeah they're like that's a literal death of the author they're very old and no one really has the copyright on this <laughs> but that's fine because like you know we, we would turn solidary forever into like a, a edm banger <laughs> yes i would love to hear the bass drop i'd love to hear you know instead of the bass I mean, dropping probably... a bunch of a bunch of ceos <laughs> getting their head cut off and that's the the, the noise <laughs> Yeah, you could probably. Yeah, I mean, you could probably go on YouTube and find it if you if we're really interested. But uh, it's a fun thing is just to be like, uh, I bet I could find an EDM version of all these boring songs. My Little Pony beat drop. <laughs> yeah, the trap house remix of the SpongeBob theme, which is like <laughs> during the Pokemon Go summer, some asshole would circle my block, blasting that on repeat. 
Um, and you know, that I've, I've told the story on the podcast before, but that made me legitimately run out of my house and like try to write down his license plate at 16 years old, trying to figure out what the fuck I could do to get that guy out of my neighborhood. But you know, that's besides the point. Moving on, we unfortunately we are running out of time, so I only have a couple questions left to ask you. Um, Good. you know, I don't know if you're sick and tired of hearing about this, but um, how has AI affected your work? Obviously, you know, these machines are being trained without the consent of the artist. Have you experienced mm -hmm. any? AI no, uh, no, no, I just general art fifth. I mean, people bootleg the this is fine dog all the time to the point where the AI stuff, um, it, it's it stinks. And the fact that these people, uh, like, like the you know, the 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 folks at large uh, who own like you know, Adobe, uh, the movie studio and stuff like that think, okay, this will be the future, but they don't stop to think about anything else that that is very that is very like rough and like a, a thing we should fight against i don't think ai in particular is awful if we use it correctly it should be only a tool in like the our bucket a tool we don't have to use if we don't fucking want to but that's the problem is they just use it to beat over the heads of of actual artists which is nothing new just a new just the, you know the action is nothing new the tool is um uh, there's a part of me that almost wants to see like the fucking movie guys just like all right then smoke the whole pack you make an ai everything movie <laughs> ai marketing ai editing ai sound design ai whatever you do that you put it out and you just we just like watch them it like icarus fucking see what happens they fly too close to the sun with their stupid problems Icarus but i know that fingers on one hand and no yeah. fingers on the other yeah, yeah. so it's like as much as, as as much as i would be like well it's a tool like anything else it's like the guys who are in charge aren't seeing it that way and probably won't any unless they learn their fucking lesson you know whatever lesson that may be so ai art has not personally um uh, affected me as much as like people bugging me about nfts and, and, and <laughs> blockchain shit like that that's that's more that's more annoying and shit that's like that's like bootlegging you try to stop one five more show up so it's like i just please just i just want to let them starve let them die on the on the vine because i know it'll go nowhere i know it goes nowhere there it's all funny money they're all they're all fucking just giving each other the same bitcoin wallet over and over and eventually they'll get fucked over until it's all gone <laughs> yeah i know people have been using like um, before ai art theft became you know what it is we know of now like people feeding art into machines to make more art in the same yeah. style to rip off artists um what i was familiar with people ripping off artists before is like someone commenting oh i'd love to see this on a t-shirt and then bots specifically looking for those comments and then yeah turning them into t-shirts and people have been like you know fighting back with them are you familiar with the mouse method of fighting against these these folks no so well, disney is very litigious um and so they have been maybe like i am mickey mouse like or something like that and they'll say this is not parody this is direct theft and so a bot will you know see the comment on that photo though oh i'd love this on a shirt and then take it and then the bot gets taken down by disney um which is more effective than you know sending an email um kind of complaint because disney has the power the mouse has the power yeah um, yeah you'll yeah you, yeah like using like letting the letting the letting the folks fight against each other yes letting them well, letting the big letting letting the big yeah giving them enough enough rope and uh and then setting the battle bots against one another <laughs> 
I, I've seen some people do that, uh, uh, not using the mouse, though that's very good, uh, but like uh, making T-shirts that say like the person who wears the who who the person who runs this website is a <laughs> pedophile or something like that, and then other people go, "Wow, I would love this on a shirt," and then suddenly the bots would have this shirt that says the person who runs this website is a pedophile on their website. Yeah. Just like making like nasty shit like that. And then suddenly like, all right, now you have it on your fucking website. It's on like, there's a, there's a web page. It says all the nasty words. You you probably show one on a web page. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, that's one way to gunk up the machine. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Unfortunately, I only have one or two more questions for you because of our time allotment. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, let's go. No worries. Um, What are the projects that you're the most proud of looking back? Back, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know we're really into it, but like <laughs> the, the fact that we that I that I that I set out to like this big story that I had a friend with me that put me more in like a homework like I am in school trying to do my best instead of just, you know, trying this and that. So I, I felt more like, I hope I get a good grade here. And I felt like overall, yeah, I, I really like what we came up with back. Um, similar to uh, uh, He is a Good Boy, a comic I was doing around the same time as back about a acorn that didn't want to grow up from its tree, uh, but then was forced out of it. And just like, it's a weird light horror, but with bugs <laughs> and, and acorn. I don't know. I had a good time putting that together and that felt very nice to also just like stick the landing on in a way that I feel very good with. Um, someone, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, please. I was going to say someone pointed out to me that a lot of people measure success by you still being like doing the thing that you set out to. Um, mm-hmm. But someone, you know, if you run a coffee shop for a few years and then decide this isn't what you want to do anymore, that isn't failure. That's still success. But you've, you know, you've, yeah. you've sandwiched your success and you, you'll always have this kind of, you know, thing to hold on to that people can't take away from you, even if that, you know, your physical business is no longer existing. And I think success and defining it like that is much better for my mental health, like having done the thing and finished it and moved on to something else that's success. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something you got to find in yourself what success would mean to you but it's it's also can be like you got to be careful about like not to beat yourself down about like the success you think you don't have you know count count what you do have not what you're missing count all the fucked up deviled eggs in your basket before you you know start wondering what regular or deviled eggs in your basket could look like yeah yeah well uh one more question um and i forgot to ask it earlier but how has weed changed in your lifetime uh it's gotten stronger (laughs) i know that's a very like old person thing to say but like it really is it's like i remember someone gave me a hit of their vape at at, like a comic show and i was like cool what is this and they said it's a it's a 99 thc sativa and i said i'm i'm not moving from my i can't go anywhere now (laughs) i was hungry but now i have to sit here in this weird hotel room waiting to not be high we've all been there we've all gone too hard too fast on a vape i i yeah yeah vapes are really good you know it used to be that we used to get the shitty ones that would give you more of a headache than a high and now i Mm -hmm. take a couple hits and i'm like did i do an edible and forget about it um but yeah i think i think you're right on the money weed has definitely gotten stronger and i'm curious to see where it goes from here i just i I hope we find a plateau or a way to like even out like you know if you want to get that big high go ahead sometimes i just need like to not feel too bad while like 
chilling and watching YouTube or something. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to get housework done while, you know, yeah. feeling kind of goofy. I don't need to be stuck into the couch acknowledging existential horror and like, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the fact that we are but, you know, ants on top of a pea in a planet system. Yeah. That, ugh, man. Well, Casey, uh, where would you like people to find you? Uh, you can find pretty much all my work and more at my main portfolio website, uh, caseygreen.com.com. You have to you have to write out .com first. Is there a reason uh, you did that? Uh, caseygreen.com was taken. <laughs> so I just was like, all right, .com, .com. And now I forever have to give that stipulation, which is fun. Uh, yeah. You can also just find me pretty much any uh, social media uh, at at k-c-g-r-e-e-n-n same reason the one n was taken so two n's oh bummer i have one of the most common names first names and last names in the world liz lane yeah uh, but you know what casey green's pretty pretty like uh uh it's a unique it, it's unique it's it's mid yeah it's unique but like sometimes a a golf course in kansas city to, maybe took the dot com before you <laughs> you know um, unfortunately, that is all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washwoman as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on anchor.fm. I will be here next week. Casey will be kicking ass, not drawing dogs, not drawing dick butt. You guys can have those. Um, so we're going to say goodbye together. Uh, goodbye. Bye.